Hi, this is Bill Prater, and welcome to Business Builder Show, where we feature champions from the respective industries from all over the planet. Our mission is to provide you with timely, provocative, and actionable resources that inspire, promote, and accelerate your quest for business excellence. Today, we're going to talk about why purpose matters, even with our pets, and we'll do that with Jessica Berger. Now, Jess is a first-generation American Latina who grew up learning firsthand from her family how important a close-knit community and honest hard work is for purposeful, purposeful life. Jess began her career in finance and marketing, which led her into the pet industry, where, where she spent the last 15 years working for and partnering with companies like PetSmart, Nestle, Whole Foods Market. After achieving success in the corporate career, she found herself disillusioned with the lack of representation, inclusivity, and alignment in leadership. So she left the corporate desk behind to pursue her purpose in the entrepreneurship arena. Today, Jess is on a mission to address some of the issues she experienced as a female, first-generation Latina, and entrepreneur in the pet industry. Jess, it is fantastic to have you here with us today. Yeah, thank you, Bill. So honored to be here. It's going to be a ball. So I know the list is long, but who do you serve, Jess? Yeah, at Bundle and Joy, we really serve uh, pet parents, pet people that expect more from the brands that they engage with. So, you know, it's not just pet food. They're not just our pets. Uh, they're a family. They're important to us. They're our best friends, in some cases, our children. And so we really exist to serve those that expect more from their pet brand, those that believe that uh, we can create opportunity, we can create inclusivity um, in the brands that we engage with and the support. And when we actually purchase products, um, the purpose of that brand can matter to us, right? Like we can purchase products that have a purpose and that's what we're doing today. So uh, these people uh, that you've described have a problem just that you and your team solve. What is, uh, what are, I should say, what are the problems that you solve for folks? Yeah, so I've worked in the pet industry for 15 years and I've probably experienced personal problems as a pet parent myself through the years. I've had great dames uh, most of my life. So they're big dogs. They have a lot of nutritional challenges, digestive issues. Uh, and really at the end of the day, I found myself even being so immersed in the pet industry, not really knowing where to go when I needed advice. Um, the struggle of having to go to multiple locations to get the different nutritional needs that I needed. Um, and so for us, we really serve that first problem of convenience. So yes, today you could go to an Amazon or a Chewy and purchase products and have them delivered to your home, but you're not going to get that personal um, support and help and education to guide you through that journey. And we specifically found that young pet parents, so people that get a pet for the first time, are the most overwhelmed. And so we've really made it easy. We've made it super fun and engaging. For them to find that convenient place where they can find their total nutrition. So they can find their food, their treats, their supplements, all in one place. We guide them through that process. We actually make a recommended customized bundle for them and we ship it to their door for less than $2 a day. Well, fantastic. So uh, I'm looking forward to learning more about it and help me and our listeners understand what you guys do differently 
I'm going to ask you that a couple of ways. But first, maybe you could tell us a case study, maybe give us an example of, of a client of yours and tell me about their journey with you and your uh, your business. Yeah, I think, you know, a lot of times we will talk to pet parents uh, and they will explain to us different concerns, challenges or ailments. I always love to give the example of so many of our community members talk about how their pet might lick their paws, lick their ears on a regular basis. And a lot of people think, oh, well, my my dog must be allergic to grass or something outside. And the reality is that nine times out of 10, those allergies are actually related to the pet's food. And so we actually come along with examples like this and we help educate the importance of you know, certain ingredients, um, the possibility of potential uh, allergies. Like a lot of pets have allergies to poultry and grain and a lot of people don't know that. And so we're able to guide our community through the things that really matter. At the end of the day, uh, there are so many options for pet food. Um, we really believe that it doesn't need to be overly complicated, but we also help educate and guide so you can feel good about the food and the nutrition that you're giving your pet, while also being similar to what you're doing yourself. So we're, we have a lot of plant-based superfoods in our products. Um, we have responsibly sourced meat or fish as the first ingredient. We have probiotics. Sounds silly, perhaps, but so much of our own personal health comes from the gut. And we do the same thing for the pet. So we're different from that perspective. We're more holistic in providing that total solution, um, but really serving as a guide. So, uh, you know, you're in a, uh, a monstrous industry. I'm, maybe you'll get a chance to tell us how, just how large your industry is, but I know that it's large. So tell us specifically, uh, Jessica, how you are different from your competition out there. Yeah, so uh, we are actually a female-founded company, and, you know, in a lot of industries today, it's, it's, it's becoming much more common. Um, the pet industry is a $110 billion industry. We just saw our largest year ever. You know, we saw significant growth in 2020 as more people stayed home with stay-at-home orders, more people got a pet, but that growth has just continued year after year as we go into 2022. Um, and so for us specifically, we're female founded, we're female led, and not that that's to say that that's the only way it should be, but the reality is more often than not, 70 to 80% of pet purchases actually take place by the female shopper in the home. And to date, a lot of pet brands have really been marketed with more of a masculine tone, whether it be the color, the language, the marketing, and we sort of step back to say, well, we're seeing really great marketing and messaging um, to that female shopper and consumer in beauty and wellness, so many other categories, and we're not seeing that in pet. And it's very interesting when you talk to somebody, because a lot of times they will say, oh, my wife buys the pet food, or, you know, my sister or my mom buys the pet food. And so for us, it was really to stop and say, why hasn't a brand really taken an opportunity to directly speak and engage with that consumer, make them feel uh, recognized? You know, they're very proud of their dog mom status, um, but just taking it further to say, you know what, we work in an industry historically that really has not taken a stance in underrepresented founders. And the industry is very public about that. You know, the industry has been long dominated by very large CPG companies, uh, that have been around for hundreds of years, producing 
kibble for dogs since, you know, kibble was sort of created. And we're really leading the way to say, you know what, there can be so much more to pet food. We can bring innovation in the products that we're offering. We can build community uh, with those that engage with us. And that's huge. We have a really great following community that wants to meet other pet parents and talk about their challenges and have somebody to talk to about it. Um, but we also provide that convenience. And then we bring it all back to say, you know what, we want to give back. You know, at the end of the day, um, we all are very blessed to have what we have. And part of what we want to do is help lead the way for other founders. And so we have a 3% give back of all of our profits that we actually give back to other female underrepresented and minority underrepresented founders in nonprofits, entrepreneurs to help start their journey. Uh, and I think that's really what it's all about, right? Purpose at the center, but giving back so others can have the same opportunity. That's beautiful. You also used the word community a couple of times. I'm guessing that's a differentiation also for you versus, versus your competition. Absolutely. I mean, I truly believe at the end of the day, Seth Godin is one of my absolute favorites. He's amazing marketing a genius. And he talks a lot about really when it comes to marketing and building a brand, it's finding that smallest viable audience that you can connect with. And that feels counterintuitive. And because I think so many of us as marketers feel like we have to brand and market and be everything to everyone. And at the end of the day, when you try to be everything to everyone, it doesn't get you very far. And so what we've said is, who do we want to serve? Who do we truly want to serve with what we do? And what do they need? And how can we provide value to them? And very quickly, we found that just building and creating a place where community is organically grown has really taken us far to say that people believe it's so much more than pet food. It's something they're a part of. They can identify with me and my journey. You know, a lot of times we get feedback that our community is really inspired, just me being very vocal and transparent about my journey um, as a female going throughout various career roles and, and things and the challenges. You know, I think community is about being authentic uh, and building real relationship. And that's really important to us. Okay, that's beautiful. Uh, thank you very much. I think I do, and I, I'm sure that our listeners do have a big, thorough understanding of your company and its uh, your avatar and, and how you serve them and how you're different from your competition and so forth. And so I'm sure that you're going to have a lot of folks reaching out to you. So thank you for that. Now, what I'd like you to do now with your permission is I'd like to have you kind of tell us your story. And I think in your case, because you kind of alluded to this early, you know, back at start back in corporate life and then you know, what were some of the nudges you got from the creator, if you will, that said, hey, Jess, get, get, you know, get off your ass and go do something. So tell us about all that. What I'd like to hear particularly, and I'll prompt you from time to time, is some of the successes, Jess, that you had and what you learned from those. And then if you had some, some of the setbacks or failures that, that took place and what you learned from them as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think for me, I, I love learning. It's always been really important to me. And as I look back at my journey, I've always made sure that that was something I could be doing. I could be learning. So to your point, learning through the successes and learning through the failures. Absolutely. Um, started my career early, um, more in finance. So I worked for Boeing, uh, worked in home building and did some great things within those industries. And I very quickly got out of college and I kind of joke like, 
you come out of college and you want to save the world and then you realize, oh, it's not going to happen overnight. You know, it's going to take a while for you to earn your stripes, to learn, you know, your, your, your way. And uh, so that's always a, a fun journey when you're first out of college. But started more on the finance side and loved what I was doing and very quickly saw that there was a recession potentially coming. This was in, you know, 2006, 2007. And uh, thought, you know what, I wonder if home building is going to be viable for, you know, because things were starting to get a little, in finance, you see things a little bit sooner than others. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought, well, let me just, let me just throw some, you know, let me look at some new positions and, and PetSmart, you know, was a corporate office that was in town and I'd applied and um, ended up getting a job. I was really blessed because we like to joke that pets are recession proof. Um, obviously that's not entirely true, but we like to say that people will feed their pets before they'll feed themselves. Um, but had a great career at PetSmart. And I would say that I had an early leader, uh, Phil Francis, who was the CEO and he gave me advice. He said, Jessica, so many people think their career is just, you know, climbing a mountain. And he said, you know, the reality is your career should look at like peaks and valleys. And you should not be so afraid of taking opportunities, you know, that help you to learn new things. And you might, you might take a step down. Your title might change. Don't chase the title is really what he told me. And I still hang on to that today. I mean, 15 years later. Um, So I think had a great career at PetSmart, loved uh, the ability to learn a lot of great things. I Actually, um, PetSmart, we rang the bell on NASDAQ, and I got to put all of that together at some point in my career, and just some amazing memories. Um, But then I decided, you know what, I want to go learn the manufacturing side. If I really want to have my own brand someday, I got to go learn. I got to go do. I got to learn how to make the products that we then sell into retail. So I left kind of the cushy job of of a big corporation uh, to go work for an entrepreneur, Uh, And I quickly learned that uh, the entrepreneurship life is a little bit different. I worked for a husband and wife entrepreneur, uh, and that was interesting. I guess one of my (laughs) advices to some people is make sure if you go work for a husband and wife that you're totally on board because it becomes a family thing, you know, and I obviously wasn't family. And so, you know, I I wouldn't call it a failure. I would just say that I quickly learned some of what not to do as an entrepreneur. And I quickly also learned that, you know, sometimes organizations, companies make choices that aren't necessarily fully aligned with your ethics, with your integrity. And so, you know, I felt like a failure at the time because I felt like, wow, I I left this great job and I landed somewhere where I'm not aligned, not ethically aligned. It's not, you know, what I believe in. It's not something that is good for my reputation. And so I had to, I quit that job. I had no job. And I thought, wow, I really screwed up, you know, thinking in that moment. And within a couple of weeks, I ended up getting, um, had a connection and ended up getting a great job within the Nestle Purina family, um, running a business uh, within the Merrick portfolio and um, got to lead a sales team and had this new opportunity presented to me because I had taken that leap, right? And so you know, I, I could probably repeat this several times to say there have been times where I thought, well, I really screwed up. What did I do? You know, I took this leap. I left this job. I, you know, I worked at Nestle. I left in 2018 because like so many, I just was like, I want to be my own boss. 
I want to be an entrepreneur. And you go through those moments where you are like, what did I do? Right? Like, I don't have a paycheck. I don't have a steady income. You know, I don't have benefits. What did I do? Right? And so, you know, I like to joke as an entrepreneur that it does feel like you're on a roller coaster most days because you're going to have those high moments and you're going to have those low moments. And you know, I'd like to say that I probably went into entrepreneurship thinking it was much more glamorous than it is. It's not so glamorous all the time. Uh, but I think at the end of the day, it's it's crazy how hindsight is 2020. Looking back, every time I thought I had a failure, uh, it was just opening the door for something else. And I think at the end of the day, going back to that advice I got early in my career is how can you always be learning from those things? Learn what you can, move on. Because when you look back, you'll know it was just part of the journey. So tell us about uh, your current company, uh, how you came up with the name, what it looks like, what your management team looks like. Tell me that Yeah. Stuff. So I'm a second time founder now. So uh, my first startup was uh, Accelerate Retail Partners. So uh, that business is, is still around today. Uh, I don't run it anymore, but still involved in advisory role. And we really help brands, startups, local businesses um, with different marketing, branding, product development, really come alongside them to just fill in the gaps um, when it comes to maybe selling in the brick and mortar, selling online, um, even some restaurants. We work with, you know, local marketing and PR. And so that was really my first venture. And then I launched Bundle & Joy. So Bundle & Joy is our new pet brand that we just launched. We're very excited to be shipping all of our bundles here in the next uh, six weeks or so. And Bundle and Joy really came to me in the idea that this convenience play, right? This ability for us to bundle a lot of products together with purpose, but that it didn't just have to be pet food. That really, that X is that collaboration, that ability to partner together, that joy can be a part of it. So no longer do you just purchase pet food and products without having an emotional connection or purpose or affinity to the brand. Uh, we really believe that joy could be a part of that. And pets bring us so much joy. And uh, I actually have a tattoo of the word joy on my wrist because I think for me over the last several years, it's been such a good reminder that at the end of the day, there's so much joy to be found in every day. Sometimes we just have to be reminded of it. So, uh, so what's your team look like? Where'd yeah, they, so where did they come from? Yeah, so we have built a great team. Um, we have everything from development, branding, marketing, um, people that have worked with companies like GoDaddy, Walt Disney World, I Am That Girl, um, and even some that have just worked in the hospitality industry that have amazing customer service. Uh, we're very excited to say that we we'll, are launching into um, probably about 600 stores by the end of the year, which is, is so exciting as well as direct to consumer. And so right now we're just really building the skills of what the next hire is going to be. Um, is it somebody that can really take sales uh, to a new level for us? Um, and then also build on to our marketing. You know, we've never launched a direct to consumer business before. And so it's been an area for us where, you know, we are excited someday to maybe bring on some additional staff and, and talent. Um, that can really help us catapult direct-to-consumer um, into the next level. So what would you say is holding you back right now? 
you know, as a startup, everyone tells you it's going to cost more than you think it is. And they're right. Um, you know, at the, as a startup, I watched so many brands for so many years, um, building these brands, right? And obviously you see the glamorous part. You see the exciting part. You don't necessarily see the, the investments behind it, the funding, the, the capital infusion. And so, you know, I always thought I could launch our business for X dollars and people would say, we'll double that. And, you know, that frankly has probably been the biggest challenge has been um, making sure that we are cash um, rich as far as from a safety stock, being able to protect our inventory, to continue to build the business. Um, and really that's been the hardest challenge is, is meeting through the right way to finance your business. Well, good, good, good. It sounds like you've got yourself on a, a nice little rocket, if you will. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. I, it's it's crazy. I think we're twelve. I'm twelve months in to this vision, really, um, from a public perspective, and it it feels like it's taking forever, but it's also gone fast because it's been a journey. It's been uh, so much fun, and you know, at the end of the day, if I help inspire others to pursue entrepreneurship, I think that I will have succeeded. Okay, beautiful. So I've asked you several questions, but I'm thinking maybe there's a question that you were waiting for me to ask, Jess, and I didn't. So what question were you waiting for me to ask? And if you've got one, what's the answer to that question? Well, you know, I'm a marketer, so I'm always going to give the shameless plug of our business. Um, visiting us at bundlexjoy.com. Um, we'd love for, you know, people to join our community on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. We are everywhere where you are. Um, if you have a pet and you, you know, believe in good food and like engaging with brands with purpose, um, we would love to bring you into our community and hopefully get you to join and uh, get involved with our brand. Okay. And so uh, it's always, uh, it's always bundle X joy dot com, yep. et cetera, et cetera. And that's Instagram, yep. Facebook, the whole deal. That makes it and easy TikTok. for people. It is. Yeah. Bill, you'd be surprised. We've, we've been um, on TikTok more, which, you know, some days I feel, wow, I'm too old for TikTok. Uh, and then my kids remind me that, yes, I'm old, but I can still learn TikTok. But, okay, good, <laughs> but good. it's, a, it's amazing though, how much engagement we get. Uh, we're really excited. Again, we we're all about kind of challenging the status quo. And so, we're trying to do pet differently. And that includes things like TikTok. It's been a really, a lot of fun actually. Beautiful, beautiful. So uh, Jess, thanks very much for sharing your beautiful time, wisdom and experiences with us. We've, I appreciate it. I know that our listeners did as well. Yeah, so, thank you, Bill. I'm excited to uh, come back and share where we are again in, in 12 months. Okay, beautiful. That's a great, thank you for that. And we're looking forward, we'll book that sometime really soon. So everybody, look, in closing, and Jess told you this, in spades, focus on the single fact, and that is that our businesses do not become extraordinary in a single moment. Instead, they get there as a result of the owner first learning and then applying a proven combination of having the right mindset of a dedication to a system of management, and number three, leveraging high-performance teams. So thanks for listening. Jess, once again, thanks for sharing your time with us. Thank you.